Welcome to Creative on Purpose Live. These conversations are about flying higher and endeavors that make a difference. Do the work you're meant to do now. It's time to be creative on purpose. Are you ready? Let's go. I'm your host, Scott Perry, author of Endeavor and Chief Difference Maker at Creative on Purpose. Learn more about me and my work and grab a copy of the Creative on Purpose handbook at creativeonpurpose.com. Now, let's meet today's guest. Martha Alderson, welcome to the broadcast. Could you please tell our viewers who you are, what you're up to these days, and where can they connect with you to learn more? Well, first, I just want to thank you for this opportunity. Um, my name is Martha Alderson. I am known as the Plot Whisperer um, for the work that I've done for years, working with novelists, memoirists, screenplay writers, um, for uh, for their plot, because every story, as you know, needs a plot. And that used to be something that people really struggled with. Now I think there's a lot more information about it. Um, so uh, I have sort of backed away from the direct work that I've done with plot to move into creativity, because from years of working with writers, and then it sort of broadened into all creatives, I realized that we all experience the same doubts and insecurities and questioning, what am I doing? Is it worth it? Um, does anybody really care? And what I have found is that whatever creative endeavor you undertake, unless you're just one of those ones that, you know, you sit down by a river and everything just kind of comes out on the page and you don't even have to think about it. Most of us, it's a little bit harder than that. And so I see it as a spiritual journey because it's an opportunity to learn about yourself. Um, the more that you dive into your creativity, the deeper you get into it and meet with resistance and challenges and the unknown, the more your demons appear. And when that happens, it's just a fantastic opportunity to grow and let go of a lot of the baggage that we accumulate in our lives to be able to live a freer and more joyful life. Love that. And tell us a little bit about your most recent project and where people can go to learn more about that. Okay. I was given the opportunity to write Boundless Creativity, a spiritual workbook for overcoming self-doubt emotional traps, and other creative blocks. And um, it just released, uh, I think it was just last Friday. So it's an actual workbook where if you buy the paperback, you know, copy, you write right into the workbook. And you're invited to go on a month-long journey. However, you can do however long you want it to be. It can be shorter or longer. But for the program, it's it's a, mo it's a month-long um, and you're asked to come up with a creative project, something that you, you know, maybe have never done before, but it's your dream. And especially now when a lot of people are sheltering in place and, you know, I know a lot of people are under enormous hardship, but they're also this population of people that are extremely bored. And I just think this could be a great opportunity to learn about yourself and also end up with something lovely at the end, you know, an artistic pursuit. And then you're challenged by giving yourself a deadline because deadlines um, really, you know, start to put stress. And I want you to be under stress because I want you to 
to bring up this stuff that is always there, whether you're aware of it or not. But those little, you know, messages that are being transmitted into your heart and your spirit and sort of dull your potential. Um, And then you, yeah, so anyway, you go through this program and at the end, you know yourself better. It's a transformational program. The idea is that by the end, you will be transformed. And um, I had done a video program and then this workbook is based on that. And from what I heard from people who had actually done the program, it was really transformative. Um, it's tough sometimes because you dig deep and you really get into some um, what I call backstory wounds. These things that have wounded you that you have, you know, that you still carry. Um, and I'm asking you to expose those to the light in order to diffuse them. And what's the website that people can... Learn more oh, sorry. It. I do get carried away. It's MarthaAlderson.com. Fantastic. Well, you've, you've shared a lot um, for us to start unpacking and, and, and pulling on some, some threads. I, I just, I, I want to go all the way back to the plot whisperer because I just think that's a, what a great title. <laughs> um, you know, I, I remember reading one of Stephen Pressfield's books about writing and he talks about this experience that most writers have and I have certainly had this experience where you're about halfway through whatever number of pages you think a book should be and you're saying I what is this thing about um so what 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 was that process like how do, how does somebody from outside the author's head come into their world and figure out help help an author figure out what their book is about Well, um, so I believe in what I call the universal story, and it's um, similar to Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey, but I see it as a much broader, um, it encompasses everything, all of nature, the lunar cycles, um, the seasons, you know, everything goes through this same universal story, and it's an energetic pathway, and if you're aware of that pathway and some of the turning points that you probably are going to meet along the way, because they are really universal. Um, You can both be aware of what you're going to be confronted with, but you're also, if you're writing a novel or a memoir or a screenplay, you are then aware of what your protagonist needs to come across and where to get the energy of the story to rise up or to let it, you know, sort of dissipate a little bit to let the reader catch their breath and um, yeah, so the more aware you are of this pathway, the more successful you are both um, personally and energetically, but also um, for the stories that you write. And once I became aware of that and I could start teaching it, um, it was just really a gift for me to be able to do for, for writers, especially female writers, because um, a lot of male writers, especially screenwriters, have always sort of grasped this rather um, easily, not to be gender biased or, you know, too generalization about the genders, but um, plot is a very linear, logical um, process. And for a lot of um, female um, creative types, they're much more intuitive and, um, you know, almost 
disorganized and, you know, they come at it in a completely different way. And I wanted to be able to help them impose some structure and plot into what they're writing to give them a fair chance for an equal um, footing in the publishing world. I love that. Really interesting. So you also spoke to the workbook really being, and the, you were kind enough to send me a copy and I, I went through it. My wife, um, actually I haven't been able to go through much of it because my wife stole it and is going through <laughs> it herself. But, um, you know, in the work that I do in Seth Godin's workshops, one of which is about creativity, we, you know, we come across this over and over and over again and you can call it all sorts of different names, imposter syndrome, resistance, fear, doubt, uncertainty, anxiety. But adults seem to have these hangups about tapping into and um, engaging with and embracing their creative instincts. And what's fascinating to me about that is there was a time in all of our lives when we were fearless creatives where, you know, we did not second guess ourselves, or maybe didn't even possess enough self-awareness to be full of self-doubt. Um, why is it that we lose touch with that childlike, you know, sense of wonder, curiosity, and willingness to just try things without any um, fear or, or doubt or fear of failure? Well, I think there's several reasons. Um, one is that I think that in our desperation almost when we're young to conform, to fit in, to be part of the whole, we give up a lot of our uniqueness to do that. Um, or we can be ridiculed um, for having outlandish ideas or vivid imaginations or, you know, imaginary play friends or whatever. And we're sort of taught to silence that. And to me, all of that is your spirit. It's this um, non-human part of yourself that um, gives you life, you know, that vitality. And I think the longer we're on the earth, the more that our spirits um, get buried by all of the expectations of others, what we think we should be doing, um, and we stop listening to ourselves mm -hmm. and our inner voice and that, that connection to whatever that outside force is, you know, um, because once we do, and I think what I'm trying to do with the workbook is to help access that again because as soon as you do amazing wondrous things start to happen and they're like almost miraculous you know all of a sudden what you need will just appear um and not to sound too out there but it really i think it is that we're connected again to that life force that's connected to all other and that the Whatever that is, if it wants to manifest, it needs us in order to manifest in, in a physical form. And so if we're willing partners, that we don't stop ourselves, we don't, you know, trash the, the creative project that we're working on, and, but we're open and we keep showing up and, we're keep, and we try to be an open conduit for the muse or whatever, um, I think we're rewarded. You know, it's like you take one step forward, this force will take a million steps towards you to help support that because 
um, we are the creators. You know, we create whatever is going to be new on earth um, other than what nature, you know, brings us, which is wondrous. But um, yeah. Oh, that's really, uh, you, you, you mentioned something just now that I think is really essential. So I just want to highlight it. And that's the idea of showing up, you know, mm. to, I mean, for, in order to overcome whatever it is that, you know, mutes our love and willingness and desire to create, um, I think it has to start with a daily practice of some sort, which is one of the things, you know, that you're beautifully doing through, through the workbook is inviting people on a 30 day practice. Um, but it's the, you know, the idea of commitment, like commitment to re-engaging with, uh, you know, your creative nature, with your creative instincts, um, and, you know, putting, putting things together and putting it out there. Uh, in terms of developing that practice, what are the, what are some of the tips that you, for somebody that has, feels like they've lost touch with their creativity, but is willing to take this step into possibility that maybe they can, you know, either reconnect or just engage their creative nature. What are the, the small steps that people can take, um, you know, when the voice of fear and doubt is screaming in their ear that they should stop <laughs> before they make a fool of themselves? Well, I think, um, first of all, is to acknowledge that, is to listen to what you say to yourself, um, because I think that those messages are really important to be conscious of. Because we say things to ourselves we would never say to another person, especially a person that we love. Um, and if we are going to practice self-love, you know, we need to be aware of those things that we're saying. And perhaps they're coming from, you know, something in the past. And, you know, I was talking about the emotional backstory wound. Um, and it's important to dredge those up bring them out into the light, and then replace them with something. And so I talk a lot about um, affirmations or mantras, where you just will repeat to yourself over and over again, something loving and positive about yourself and what you're doing. Um, because you've told the old story 10 million times, and you're going to have to tell the new story to yourself you know, a hundred times more than that, which translates to a lot of times. And you can start to rewire your emotional, um, the story that you're telling yourself. And you, and at first it's going to feel so false and so weird. And it's like, oh, this is ridiculous. But if you can just acknowledge, okay, I'm feeling like a loser, or I'm feeling apathetic, or I'm just lethargic, I don't want to get up and do anything. And you start to feed yourself some positive messaging about, you know, I deserve the best. I, um, I'm a happy person. I believe in myself. This is a gift that I've been shown. This inspiration came from somewhere. And it came to me. I mean, when you're tapped for um, with inspiration, that's like a big deal. Not everybody gets that. And I think if we can acknowledge that and start to really give ourselves positive messaging, 
Um, and then another trick is, you know, the night before there's sort of that twilight zone when you're half awake and half asleep. If you can do the same kinds of affirmations then uh, and say to yourself, I wake up happy, I, you know, make myself a cup of tea, put on my favorite music, and then I sit down in front of my computer and I'm committed to, you know, sit there for 10 minutes. Um, and and you'll be surprised because your body will start to respond. Yeah, I love that. There's um, one of my favorite quotes is from Somerset Mom when he was asked, "Do you write? Um, do you write on a schedule, or do you write when when you're inspired?" He says, "Well, I write when I'm inspired. Fortunately, inspiration shows up every morning at nine o'clock." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So, and and I I'd love and you you mentioned this earlier. I mean, inspiration, we never know when inspiration is going to come, but inspiration is looking to inspire and it, you know, it wants that idea to come out into the world. So if you have a a daily habit, if you have a, a specific time where you are sitting down and honing your craft and developing your voice, then you're just opening up the possibility for inspiration to, to know where to find you if, if she needs you. And um, I just think that's really powerful. You also were talking about, I love what you're saying about affirmations and just mantras and things like that, because we do tell ourselves harmful stories that we would never say to other people. And, you know, I think most of us would, would answer if asked, you know, are you an empathetic person? We would all say, well, of course I'm empathetic. I, I see and hear and understand other people. And I, you know, uh, but, you know, if you were to ask, are you empathetic with yourself? I'm, I don't think most of us can answer that question very honestly with, uh, you know, heck yeah. I mean, most of us are, are pretty unkind to ourselves in, in the, the voice in our head anyways. So, but the idea that you're, you're, you know, that you're bringing about is this thing that I say in my work, which is choose your story, choose your future. And it's actually very easy uh, to ch- change your story that are very simple. It's just that it's not easy. It's simple. To, all you have to do is change your story. The problem is we are hardwired to do things the way that we've been doing them uh, to get stuck in that rut. I'm wondering about the role uh, that you see for collaboration because I a lot of us that are creatives do a lot of our work kind of all alone in isolation in the echo chamber of our mind. Uh, And what I have found as I've become much more engaged in a community of creatives is that that collaborative element and that sharing my work and doing my work with and for a specific group of people has been very empowering and and done wonders for not just confidence, but also clarity uh, around my creative ideas. What's the role for you? Um, around collaboration or community and with creativity? Well, um, I think part of that has to do with whether you're, you know, predisposed to be more extroverted or introverted. Um, Because I think that people who are, um, you know, basically introverted and, you know, like and are one in themselves, you know, are okay with being alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that that is as important um, because, you know, we can enter 
that creative zone um, and stay there for days. I mean, you know, where you realize you haven't eaten for all day. You haven't gotten up to move and can barely move when you do because your body is kind of frozen. Um, But if you're more extroverted or have tendencies towards being extroverted, I think that there is a need for that. And if you are unable to um, satisfy that need, I think it can really hurt emotionally. And I think it can hurt your creativity because you, you know, a lot of extroverts um, draw energy from other people and from what people have to say, what they get to say back um, in this whole collaborative um concept that you were just speaking about. So I think it's interesting. And I go into it in the workbook about, you know, deciding or um, delving into, are you extroverted or introverted? And sort of the pluses and minuses of each, um, because there are pluses and minuses. And um, one of the minuses for extroverts is that, yeah, you, you have to sit alone to get this stuff. And so it really behooves you to have a critique group, a online group, a, you know, some kind of a social group where you can feed that and get that energy um, pulsating uh, in order to keep you going. Yeah, it is a really, uh, the, the introvert extrovert thing is really interesting to me because I think I, I think it's a spectrum and I think most of us do a little moving back and forth yeah. um, on, on that. Uh, and I don't know enough about the psychology or neuroscience of it. It's something I, I would love to investigate. Um, what's interesting to me is everybody assumes I'm a just a flaming extrovert. And I actually, and I definitely do get energized when I'm with other people. At the same time, I really love my all alone time <laughs> and I, I spend, you know, a great deal of my time alone with my work and with my thoughts. And so I don't know what that makes me probably schizophrenic in one way, shape or form. <laughs> um, as we're kind of uh, approaching the, the, the end of our uh, discussion here, Martha, I'm just, you know, if, what do you think are the, what are the top tips or, you know, if there was just one takeaway from your book that you wanted, you know, a creative person or an aspiring creative person um, to have, you know, what would that be? Or, or is there a, a, an aha that you've heard from readers over and over and over again about what they got from your work? What would that be? Well, I hope it is that the opportunity of that creativity offers you the opportunity to get to know yourself better and that if you are going into a creative endeavor to make a lot of money to become famous to you know a lot of these ego sort of centric reasons that's okay I mean lots of people do that but um, if you can go into it for the just the pure joy of wanting to be in that place where um, it's the complete unknown you know, you're doing something that's never been done before. You're writing words that haven't been written. You're drawing something, whatever it is. And to see that as a pathway to inspiration or to um, transformation, I think that would be the key that I would encourage people to undertake a creative endeavor solely for the purpose of the joy that it brings to your life. Yeah, I love that. 
it is um i think it's just a one of the things that makes us inherently human i mean it's a human characteristic this 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 idea of bringing forth things into the world that don't exist until we bring them about and we can be creative in the way that we make our lunch and the way that we engage in an online discussion and the way that we craft an email and we can also you know paint and and throw pots and make candles and do all these other things but it's you know we are just i think creative by nature and i love the work that you're doing around helping uh, people especially adults reconnect and re-engage uh, and reapply themselves as creative beings i don't can't think of another time in my time on this earth where we've needed creativity uh, and, and to be willing to explore and dive into creative endeavors than, than right now, for sure. Because what we create can change the world. Mm -hmm. And everybody wants to make a difference. Well, show up for your creativity. You never know, you know, what we put out there, if it changes one person, two people, you're changing the world. And that is worth everything. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for, for your time. And I, I will disclose uh, to our viewers that we got off to a very late start because the Zoom <laughs> gremlins were just running amok as I was trying to get into my own Zoom room. I couldn't get in. So, uh, Martha, you've been very patient and very gracious. Really uh, appreciate the, the great work that you're doing. I would love for you to um, just share the last question I ask all my guests is if there was just one message that you wanted to uh, for viewers of this broadcast to take away that would help them fly higher in their creative enterprise, what would that be? It's just do it. And whatever it is that, you know, somebody else says that might be, oh, why are you wasting your time? Or you're saying to yourself, just say, so what? I mean, so what if I'm wasting my time? This is the way that I want to spend my life. So just show up for yourself. Give it a try. And when you come up against an obstacle, internal or external, take a moment. That's a lesson that is there not to throw you off, not to you know, put you into a tailspin, but to teach you something that you're going to need to be able to manifest what you want in your triumph at the end. Oh, I love that. What, what a fantastic way to end the broadcast. So thank you everybody for tuning in. Martha and I really appreciate you lending us some of your valuable time and attention. We hope that today's broadcast motivates you to lean into an endeavor that matters with greater curiosity and courage. You can learn more about Martha Alderson at MarthaAlderson.com. Is that right, Martha? Yep. Fantastic. And of course, it's always great to see you at CreativeOnPurpose.com as well. Now, go out and make a difference and keep flying higher. Martha Alderson, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you.